Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to issue two of the usual one shot, where we go beyond the panels of our favorite comic runs. I'm your host Marshall, and with me is my co-host Will. Say hello, dude. Hello, everybody. See how fast I did that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, we have we have a lot. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So I'm excited. I am excited too. So should we go? We should go. All right. So sit back and grab a frosty beverage as we take one shot with Marvel Star Wars. Nice. Again. Again. <laughs> I know we kind of said we weren't going to do this every time, but we haven't had the room in our main show to, like, cover comics. Right. So we're going to keep doing this for a while, but we're going to incorporate some other stuff, which we'll talk about later. This started our fault that Marvel Star Wars keeps putting out great titles. Right, and they're very good. I haven't let any of them go, so I don't know. I'm I'm in. I'm in. So let's do... We're changing a little bit. We're going to do a little news. A little bit of news, because... You know, because we're getting more into comics, then comic news is actually becoming more of uh, a thing with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to do some news, and then we're going to cover, let's see, this week we're going to cover Shattered Empire number 4, Kanan 7 and 8, Star Wars 11 and 12, Vader 11 and 12, Vader number Vader Down number 1, and Star Wars Annual number 1. Nice little, and, and, you know, it seems like a lot, but actually Star Wars 11 and 12, Vader 11 and 12, Vader Down and Star Wars Annual all kind of tie in. Yeah. So I mean, we'll, annual, not really, but it's in the same time frame. And I think what we'll do is to avoid an hour and a half comic episode is just kind of wrap them all together and talk about them yeah. as a whole. Which exactly. would be good. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll be caught up. We'll be caught up. Sort of. Until next week. Right. <laughs> so real quick, before we get to the meat of the show and the news and all that, of course, find us, theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sortor Network. Support the show via Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash usualpodcast. Give a buck or two an episode. And or, and or, uh, audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. Get a free audiobook. Do you say and or? And or. And or. Gotcha. And or on indoor. Nice. Like that? All right, man. So, to the news. So, uh, first bit of news, uh, Marvel has uh, announced the creative team for Civil War 2, which, uh, you know, if one thing's a moneymaker, might as well do it again. Yeah, why not? So, it looks like that they, uh, they have tapped Brian Michael Bendis and David Marquez, who are currently working on the, uh, the current run of Invincible Iron Man. Oh, cool. Um, we don't have any date yet, as except for uh, on the postcard that, that Marvel sent out, uh, says 2016. A lot of people are guessing it's going to be about May, which is when the movie comes out. Cool. Um, but we'll see where they decide to go with the storyline. Awesome. Uh, but the one thing is on the cover, it showed Iron Man fighting Cap again. But you got to remember, Sam Wilson's Cap now. So it's kind of interesting wow. to see what the fight's going to be about. I'm excited about the Sam Wilson Cap. Nice. Uh, the other thing is, we started reading, when we first started doing comics, we were reading Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, it's a big, sorry, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yep. Which was the second title that they did through the Disney Kingdoms imprint. Yeah. And the first one being Figment, which I still have not read. I like... Well, I didn't read that one. Um, Big Thunder was okay. I read the first couple, but my comic book stop, shop, shop stopped getting them. So then I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. So I, just said it right now. Yeah, I think I missed that four and five, because it was a limited run as well. But I am uber excited that they've announced that starting March 2016, they are doing the Haunted Mansion series. Oh, it's going to be so cool. Where they are going to introduce us to the 999 Happy Haunts and how they got in the house. Dude, what a badass idea. And that's one of my favorite rides in the park. Uh, that, Pirates of the Caribbean, Big Thunder uh, Th- Big Thunder Mountain, 
Um, and of course, Star Tours are some of my favorite rides in the park. And I, I mean, almost every single night we go on Haunted Mansion. It's a night. Uh, we never go on during the day. It's something about going on it at night, yeah. and, and it's a family tradition from when I've been going to Disneyland every year with my with my parents and and extended family and stuff. So uh, I'm I'm excited about this comic, dude. Yeah, actually in actually in Disneyland Park, uh, Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride. I remember I went to a special event um, with my brother, and uh, we went to the 35th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion, hmm. and uh, they did a stage show and everything. It was really cool, and it's you had to buy tickets. It was a limited thing. Oh. And it was really cool. You got to see, uh, you got to meet the people who were still alive that were creators. And then at midnight when the park closed, we were allowed to stay and they took us uh, on a kind of a curated uh, no way. Uh, experience on the ride. And they had just done remodeling on it. So it was really, I mean, granted, this Did is, it like stop the ride parts and like tell you about it? Or was it like a... Um, no, it was just, you know, we went with with the people that were okay. there. There was only a couple hundred of us. Oh, wow. So That's cool. It was pretty limited. And uh, it was pretty darn cool. It was very enjoyable. Nice. Um, again, this was like 10 years ago, oh, yeah. 15 years ago now. So, but very enjoyable. And it's still one of my favorite rides. Cool. Yeah. And so when does this come out? March of 2016. Cool, man. I'm excited for that. Uh, we have one more piece of news. Yeah, you actually found this one. Uh, yeah, this is cool. Uh, basically what it is, uh, you know, and I finally, now that we have a local comic shop, in town, uh, I missed the first free comic book day that they did because uh, I was out of town, and then yeah, this has been going on for quite a few, for quite a few years now. But well, but that this shop's only been there a couple right. of years, and so I missed that, and I was actually going to miss the last free comic book day. But I know the owners fairly well; I've taught some of their kids and stuff. So I said, "Hey, can you just put aside all the comics, put the kids ones aside for for my kids, and I'll come and get them?" Right, and they did, which is great, and. But we so we have a list of all of the free comic book day titles that are going to be coming with this year's free comic book day, right? And uh, and I guess when is free comic book day? It doesn't even say. It's like usually May. Yeah, yeah. May seventh. May seventh. Uh, so what do we got here, dude? Um, well, it looks like there's you know like usual one major title per per imprint, but um, there's a, some that have a, a couple. But um, I'm uber excited about the Serenity one from Dark Horse. Yep, same here. Um, I'm They're also doing a Hellboy, which is cool too. They are doing and Aliens, yeah. So that that's cool. Um, uh, the one that probably is intriguing me the most is the Doctor Who Four Doctors special, yeah. because it's going to have nine, ten, eleven, and twelve in it. So that'll be very cool. Um, I'm sure you're excited about the the Bob's Burger uh, free comic book. Oh yeah, on. I'm excited about the Doctor Who Bob's Burgers. Uh, definitely the Serenity. Uh, there's some good titles here, man. I'm excited. Yeah, there's going to be another Avengers, and uh, Boom is going to be releasing another uh, Simpsons. Yeah. So it's going to be cool, man. Yeah, um, so it, it should be, uh, sorry, not Boom, Bongo. Bongo. Is going to be go. releasing Simpsons. So uh, so that'll be pretty cool. I'm excited. You know, we'll, we'll be coming up on May. It'll be getting into the summer. We're gearing up for Comic-Con. It's oh, a good yeah. way to start the summer. Oh, man. Excited about Comic-Con already. All right. <laughs> So let's move on and start talking about our comics for the week, my friend. Yeah, uh, first we're going to finish off Shattered Empire, which is the uh, one that is actually part of the Journey to the Force Awakens uh, uh, set of books that they were releasing all year long. Right. And this is one that takes place just after Episode 4. and Like, it, like right after. Yeah, and it basically <laughs> it centers around the parents of Poe Dameron right. from Episode 7. Which and, and I think the ending was good. It was nice seeing a... a they wrapped it up. It was a happy ending. Uh, I did the the one thing that stood out to me. I think that kind of gave me one of those Star Wars moments was I think somebody walked up to her and said, "Hey, uh, 
the general wants to see you, you know? And she goes over, and of course it's Luke, and he's like, okay, um, I need a pilot, let's go. Yeah, it was R2-D2. R2-D2, that's right. Yeah. Uh, R2 said something and uh, said, oh, uh, you know, yeah, general needs you to look, see you. You look familiar. Uh, <laughs> who, who? I almost shot you out of the sky when you were coming out of the, uh, the desk. <laughs> he's like, oh, I need a pilot, let's go. So um, they went on an adventure together, and that, and that worked out. Fine, from what I remember. Yeah, they went to a to a uh, a vault of some sort, mm. and it was basically holding um, two trees. That's right. And they were uh, small trees that were actually on the uh, the Jedi Temple of Coruscant. Right. Before it was destroyed. Before it was destroyed. Exactly. Yeah. And so they were imbued with a whole bunch of force power. And so Luke only knew of one tree being there, so they found two. Luke. Of course, had one. Right. It doesn't exactly say what he's using it for. No, it doesn't. Which, which I think is kind of intriguing. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they tie it into the, the Star Wars run. That'd be cool. But, uh, but it doesn't really explain. But he decides to give the second tree to, uh, to the Dameron family. Right. Because they're both getting mustered out and retiring from service, and it looks like they settle on Yavin Four. It kind of does, and I'm wondering what the significance of. Because we have those images of of uh, Poe being interrogated by Kylo Ren and stuff yes. like that. So, do is he is he trying to turn him? Does he is he force sensitive? Does that have something to do with this tree? Yeah, I'm really curious because for considering this is the only title that that Marvel's releasing that actually has the Journey of the Force Awakens uh, tagline on it. This is obviously going to tie into the movie more than the others, right? Um, I mean, obviously it has the Dameron family in it, so it's got to have the Oscar Isaac role in it. Right. But um, it, if they don't mention the tree or the family at all in the movie, I'll be disappointed because then what was the whole point of the setup? I think they will, and I and I think it's I think it's another one of those little subtle things that if you had read the Journey to the Force Awakens stuff, you'll pick up on it. Um, maybe it'll be something as simple as you know you see Poe, maybe not as a kid, but you see. Uh, you know, he goes back to his home on Yavin or something, if that's Yavin even. Right. Uh, and the tree's still there. Or he goes to get the tree to bring to, you know, as he goes away to war or something. Who right. knows? Um, and I think it'll be well, cool also, if I, they tie I, that in. Yeah, exactly. Especially since Luke is the one that goes to get the tree in the first place. Right. If Poe and Luke end up running into each other in this movie and the tree comes up. Well, and I think maybe that's how... I, I, I like to think there's a reason that just... Not just that... She was his pilot, and now I'm going off on a thing here. Maybe because of that connection from when she tried to shoot him out of the sky, he said something in her, knows that they, you know, they have a kid. Maybe he knows he's force sensitive. Maybe he knows Poe's force sensitive. Um, and that's why he get, gives her the tree, maybe to track him. Right. And or to enhance his powers, maybe. I don't know. This is all speculation, of course. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and spoilers across the board, but you would you would know that already. Okay. Exactly. But um, yeah, but a decent way to end the series. I thought it was a little a little weird, but now thinking about how it could tie into to seven, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, and I and I and I like to think I think you're making a really good point on saying, you know, journey to the Force Awakens. All of those things should be somehow connected to the new film, and I think I think that's important. But there's a lot of things we haven't read either. Exactly. You know, um, I mean, I still haven't the, read the Aftermath children's yet. books. I'm not done with Aftermath. I plan on finishing that before this week, actually. But um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. There is. So. All right, should we move on to Kanan? Yeah. What did you think of Kanan? I I was wondering how they were going to go if they were going to stay with him as an adult. And and although at the end of issue six we see him as an adult, kind he's of, in the ghost crew now. Yeah, and so but then he gets hurt, right, and ends up in a back to tank. 
uh, or Coltote, one of the two. I thought it was neat because as people were talking about him outside, he's, those are triggering memories of his past. And so it goes back to when he's training as a young, um, as a youngling, asking questions, doing what he does. And then basically the the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Connecting with, uh, you know, learning from Yoda, talking, you see Mace Windu, you see, see, which is pretty cool. And, and Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of neat that he goes and I've never seen a medical droid talk so much smack, but that was kind of weird. So he ends up getting hurt during one of the trials. Right. Uh, you know, Yoda sends him away uh, to the medical ward. And by the time he gets there, he's fine. And the medical droid's like, get out of here. Be a man and grow up or something like that. And he's all, aw. <laughs> so then he leaves. Aw. <laughs> he's all bummed. But, and he looks at the tank and there's a woman in there. And, and it's right after he leaves that she wakes up. Right. And so there's, I think there's this really cool connection. And obviously he's connected. She becomes his master, Balaba. Right. He ends up becoming his, his master, which... Which I think is cool, like, either he triggered her waking up, or vice versa, whatever it exactly. was, but um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it, and he, what kind of really jumped out at me, and it really didn't explicitly say it, but he's a youngling about the same time that Anakin was. Yeah. Weird, right? And he's probably a little bit younger. They were in the same class, but he's probably a little younger. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's, like, kind of weird to think that... It was going on the same time. Yeah, and this is right before, you know, Clone Wars. This is, um, and then there's something else going on. Oh, the end of 8 kind of killed me. Like, because how, and I like that they're telling the story in a very circular way. This is, these first two were the beginning of this new plot line. The, uh, what was it? The Course of Towers or something right. like that. Because of how they started the series with, they show Order 66. Uh-huh. And they show the down, you know, his master dying. And then he's very excited to, he gets taken on as a Padawan. He's all amped about it. And he, she gets sent on her first mission after becoming whole again or whatever. Naturally, the people she's going to work with are the people that are going to be, that are going to kill her for Order 66. Right. Which he's all, we're going to be great friends. And it's like, oh. I know. It's just, (laughs) it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Um, I did like the, um, I don't know what organization that was. I didn't read into it all that much, but the the little ninja thing was kind of intriguing. Like to see like Star Wars ninjas was cool. Like that was kind of in my head the whole time. I was like, and I love ninjas. Yes, I love do. stealth. I love assassins. That's my that's like my favorite thing. It was really cool to see this Star Wars ninja. I mean, he's scaling walls, he's throwing bombs in the building, and he's and he's attacking the you know Jedi Temple. Yes, and he thinks he's on the right side, basically saying. Dude, we got to take this thing down. And they're not on the Empire side either, which is like another faction, which I thought right. was kind of cool. Really interesting how, you know, we always think, you know, the Empire and the Republic are light side and dark side. We always forget there's people caught in the middle. Yeah. I'd be really intrigued to see how this storyline develops uh, as it goes. I hope that faction comes back, I guess is what I'm right. saying. So, but overall, Kanan's still one of my favorites of the, of the series up until very recently. So, we'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. <laughs> So, very cool. Should we move on? Yeah. So, uh, now we're going to talk about the Star Wars 11, 12, Vader 11, 12, and Vader Down. It's the beginning of the Vader. It's the setup to and the beginning of the Vader Down run. And I think it's best when we talk about all these in general. Yeah, because it all ties together. So, starting with Star Wars, we know that Luke is captured by yes. this crazy-ass hut with big-ass arms. Yeah, he definitely didn't skip arm day. Ew, definitely not. Uh, and he's, he's got uh, in a, in a weird fascination with all things Jedi. Right. So he's got, you know, he wears lightsaber around his neck, lightsabers around his neck. Um, and then he's got this, uh, what they call him, the Game Master uh-huh. working for him, who turns out to be, spoilers of course, 
Turns out to be a stormtrooper. Yes. Uh, which is pretty badass. You never see a badass stormtrooper, really. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, and so that while that storyline is going on, Han, uh, Chewie, and... Uh, so all of it kind of wraps up together, because right, Chewie and C-3PO were trying to go get Luke. Right. And they were... So they were trying to get to Nar to get to Luke. They run into Dengar. Right. And then... Somehow, after Han and Leia and um, Sana. Sana, on their whole chase, they end up there as well. Yeah, and they finally resolve the whole... Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> the this... whole, are we married or are we not married? <laughs> it turns out they were, but not, and it right. was all for a... It was just a... for a job. Yeah, it was just for a scam, and it turns out that Han took off with the credits, <laughs> and of course, being Han, right. and that's pissed Sana off, and so now she's just coming for you know. And, and actually, I was listening to Cantina Cast earlier today, and they were saying the same thing. Shocker, Han owes someone money. You know, it seems like he took twenty bucks from everybody in the system. You know, exactly. So, uh, so that was kind of cool. And so everybody's kind of all these storylines are coming together now. Let's jump over to Vader, and then we'll we'll get yeah. to the other parts. So while that's going on, they they go in to save Luke. In Vader, you have this interaction. Afra's on her mission. Um, and he's still working with his handler or whatever. Right. And so the weird thing is, is that the handler finds out that Afra killed this uh, informant. Right. I guess is the best way to say it. And Vader, even though you know he was going to do it eventually anyway, is put in a situation where he has to kill her. Right. To keep up appearances. Right. But, I mean, he doesn't seem to care. He's just like, just make it easy. Don't struggle. And it's just like, oh, I like Afra. <laughs> uh, so, so he's force choking He starts force choking her. And she, you know, muffles out, like, I know where he is. And and he's like, what? And so she gives up the, you know, she says, I know where he is. Um, I'll take you there. So she saves her life just by a little bit. Right, because it turns out she had spent a whole bunch of credits whole getting bunch the, of credits. the credits, uh, getting the information from a, from a broker. Exactly. And so the interesting thing about that is, is that leads Vader to Viragus Voss or something yeah. like that. Uh, and that is where there's a big rebel base and a training facility there. Um, and so this leads into Vader down, but let's wrap up Star Wars though, yes. real quick. So going back to that, what happens at the end of Star Wars? Um, they oh, break into the arena. That's right. They break in the arena. They get a bunch of lightsabers. So you see Leia for the first time Leia in canon. Holding her, yeah. Holding first time, which is pretty cool. Does Very this cool. mean for sure we're going to see her with a lightsaber in Force well, so Awakens? Did we actually see a saber in Han's hand too? Han, Chewie had two. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, okay, everybody had a lightsaber. What would have been great, and I, I, I totally don't recall exactly what he was doing, but if C-3PO was in the background fumbling with one. Like, whoa, whoa, how do you turn this on? Um, and then he, okay, they should have totally mirrored the beginning of uh, A New, uh, of New, New Hope, Hope yeah. where Luke gets the one, and it, it looks like he's going to open it up right into his face. And if C-3PO did that, and it takes off his eye or something. Oh, that would be hilarious. And Chewie's got to put him back together. Uh, yeah, so that they, still, they save Luke, and all that worked out. They retreat to this Vagus Voss, right? Right. Uh, where this base is. I know I'm not saying that right, so don't I don't want emails about that. Vader is set, dead set to go there. Right, and he's in his TIE Interceptor. And this is the beginning of Vader down. Yes. He shows up in the system, and he's like, you better not have been lied to me, or I will kill you, you know, that kind of thing. He exits hyperspace, and there's, what, three squadrons of X-Wings? Yeah, there's, of there's a, a red squadron, gold squadron, and, and green. green squadron. And so they're all flying maneuvers, practicing, doing their thing. Exactly, and, and they're one, right at him. Yeah, and this one ship shows up, and they're like, all right, we'll take him down. 
And um, which I th- was really quick. I find really interesting because this answers a question that kind of was never explicitly answered in A New Hope. Okay. Because if you remember in A New Hope, they're talking when they're going into the. Sorry, this is totally a tangent. No, but, I, I but love it, tangents. But it just it crossed my mind is when they're going into A New Hope and they talk uh, and they're going into the uh, the Death Star and they're like. Um, What's a TIE fighter doing so far out here? Because right. TIE fighters don't have hyperspace capability. This one does. Well, we'll get it because it, then at the end of the trench run, when the Falcon shoots down the, the, the TIE fighter and that hits into right. Vader and Vader goes spinning off and then, and that's how Vader survives. But if the TIE fighters don't have hyperspace, how did he survive? Right. They never answered that. You kind of just assume that he had hyperspace. Right. But this is where they finally confirm it that his TIE has hyperspace. Well, and I think that's important because of course, he would have a custom TIE fighter yes. that would have long-range capabilities just yes. in case. I mean, you wouldn't... I mean, if you were Vader and you were smart, you wouldn't be like, well, give me everything but a hyperdrive. It's like, you know... So, and I, and I like that you brought that up because even the the squadrons are very confused by and why this, this TIE fighter comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and also they're like, this is a very weird-looking TIE fighter. What's going on? And yeah, then, and they're like, okay, but we should... I mean, three, three squadrons. Yeah, Take yeah. it down. Green squadron, go in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Vader's just like, um, you know, because we already know that Anakin's an incredible pilot. And he's like decimates Green Squadron. Well, I mean, he tears them apart. He is using the Force from the cockpit to deflect torpedoes um, and stuff like that. I mean, he's he's literally destroying this. I mean, three squadrons, what is that? What's three times 12? I think it's 12, 36. I mean, he one against 36. They're like, well, we've outnumbered. I mean, we outnumber him. We should be able to take him out. Why are we all dying? You know yeah. what I mean? And, and he, he's, he finally gets shot down by Red Squadron after he's already destroyed Green and Gold. Well, he destroys them. Red Squadron. Luke's up there. Yeah. And Luke says... Luke, and I, what I love is they don't call him Luke to begin with. They no, just they call don't. him Red 5. Red 5. And of course, we all know who Red 5 is. And he figures, he's all, no, that's Vader. That's Vader. And they're like, what? And then he's like, I'll, I'll handle this. And so, I mean, he does really the only thing he can do. Plays chicken. <laughs> he's he's play, Not only that, but... Fully willing to just run into him. Yeah. I mean, he basically... I mean, I don't know if it's a suicide move. I'm thinking he's thinking it's going to be suicide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but since they both... Basically, he runs into one of his wings. Half of his ship flies off, so their cockpits are intact, and they both fly apart and head down to the planet. Yes. Which is why it's called Vader Down. As Vader's falling, I thought it was really interesting. He's all, well, if he's strong in the force like, like I think he is, he'll survive too. And it's like, what? So they're both fall, falling towards the planet in broken ships. Certain death. <laughs> knowing they're going to survive, right? And, and know knowing the other one is too. <laughs> exactly. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. The best thing is, is when Vader crash lands. Right. And he oh, gets out God. and he's surrounded by a couple of battalions. Yeah. So he gets out and there's there's ships in the air. Okay, yes, there's a ship. Wait, I don't see him. Wait, there he is. And then then the foots, foot, uh, foot patrols, you know, the, all the uh, infantry show up and... He's surrounded on all sides, everywhere. Yeah, and they're like, "Do what's good for yourself and just and just and surrender, surrender." Yeah, and he just lights his lightsaber. Yeah, he just I mean, lights his lightsaber, and then <laughs> he actually says a certain line. So hang on a second, yeah. I, I gotta pull this up. Yeah, the line is good. But what I think is, while you're looking for that, and because I just want to keep talking about this one point, I think this is really why. I mean, last night we ha- we were on that panel last night, yes. and I know this is going to come out kind of disjointed, but we spoke on a panel recently. And one of the things, 
one of the questions was, who's our favorite uh, character? Yes. And my favorite character, more so now than ever before, is Vader. And a lot of it has to do with these comics, has to do with the expanded universe, with Lords of the Sith. And this particular comic, and I think what's going forward with this, is going to basically show how damn powerful Vader was in his prime. Yes. And why I like that so much is just, you know where he came from. And you know why he's able to get this much power is because he's so angry and he's so frustrated with how things went uh, before he became Vader. And his so. midi-chlorians level were off the charts. Well, and they're off the charts. <laughs> so there you go. So what I love is, first of all, the, the reason why the, the rebel base is on this planet is because Luke uh, figured out that there used to be a Jedi temple here. Mm-hmm. And so that was there. And Vader feels the force. What I love is he's... he's they, oh, right. Yeah. They, the group gets there and they say, you are surrounded. Lay down your weapons. And then it's a two-page splash page oh, such a good of page. troop transports and just hundreds of soldiers all surrounding Vader. And his cape is blowing in the wind. And all he does is light his lightsaber and says, all I am surrounded by is fear and dead men. It's so badass. Seriously, it's so Vader. And it's like, and you know, we know he survives this. So, again, it shows the power of Vader and what he's willing to do to get what he wants. And, exactly. And it actually kind of adds a little more to the desire to try to turn his son when he meets him in Empire and that kind of thing. Um, I think it really does add to that, look, you're powerful, I'm powerful, let's do this. Yep. You know. And whether he really wanted that or not, I think that he would want that on his side. And I think this is all leading up to that and yes. adding to that, which is pretty cool. All right, man. So I'm a big fan of Vader Down. I am too. I mean, I can't wait. Uh, you know, it's a first in a six part series. It's going to be wrapped up with in the Star Wars Invader runs. But so. what they're doing is so Invader 12 is uh, 13. 13 is, uh, issue two of this. Yes. And in Star Wars 13, it's issue three. So they're going to back and forth. Yeah. So we'll be done with this in a few weeks. So I think we should come back. Yeah. We'll definitely re- revisit it. Um, if we don't, uh, if it doesn't wrap, or was that well, it should wrap up in a couple months. Yeah, so yeah. It should, yeah, it'll wrap up before we get our, our next uh, one shot. So yeah, we'll, we'll, for sure. Yeah. Um, so the last one we have is the first Star Wars annual came out. Well, the first Star Wars annual under the Marshall imp- uh, the Marvel imprint. I like the Marshall imprint better. I know, right? Yeah. And what I love is it kind of really did what an annual does. Is sometimes it can tie in, but it's kind of in the same timeline, but it really does not connect with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the only characters in this one that we've seen in other stuff is the Emperor and Leia. Right. And they're tangential. And Leia, Leia, you only see in hologram form, um, and Palpatine only really shows up at the end. Exactly. But it's really following this uh, this guy named. Um, oh, he has two names. Ebna Ray right. is his real name. Right. And he is a rebel spy that has infiltrated the imperial bureaucracy on collected taxes. Yeah, he's a tax collector on on Coruscant, and he finds out. That uh, there are well, he doesn't find he's he's basically just doing what he does, uh, giving tax information and and uh, shipping manifests and stuff to Leia. His contact is Leia, and he, right. he always calls her princess. Right. But then Leia says, that, "Makes me think he's probably all right, you know." Yeah, I didn't think about that, especially since what he, he does say later. that later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we do think he's Alderanian, um, but Leia contacts him and tells him, "Well, there's a whole bunch of." Uh, anti-Empire pro-resistance senators, Senator. which are about to be um, killed. They're going to be executed. At this prison. Right, because they're being held captive. And 
at the same time, he finds out that the emperor himself is going to be coming to talk to them right. before they're executed. So he comes up with this plan, uh, the spy comes up with this plan to connect, try to take out the emperor. Yeah, try to take out the emperor, and by collecting all the spies, and he half jokingly says that there's only six spies on on Coruscant. So he's trying to get them to all come together to take down the emperor. Right. Well, it turns out there's seven spies. <laughs> <laughs> it's always another one. <laughs> exactly. And the Emperor arrives, and um, they all start fighting the, the Imperial Guard. And he's got these cool little... He's got some neat gadgets. Yeah, they're, they're, mag- <coughs> they're magnetic gloves and magnetic uh, grappling hooks. Yeah, the magnetic gloves, he's, he can scale walls and, and grab on platforms and stuff like that. Well, he's riding in on the side of a shuttle. Oh, yeah. The... No, it's, it's badass. And then he takes out Imperial Guard, basically pulls his head off. With a magnetic grappling hook thing. Oh, that was sick. Anyway. Um, so then as the Emperor is escaping, he shoots him in the back. Right. And he's dead. And what I liked about this particular issue is that he's you hear his interior, mo- in, interior monologue the whole time. Yeah, he's interior monologuing the entire time, which is great. And he's basically saying, I'm not a hero. I'm doing this. I have to do this. This is murder. That kind of thing. Yep. As he's shooting the Emperor in the back. And then, you know, the Emperor is not an idiot. And we also know he doesn't die. So the emperor basically says, uh, "Oh, that's a shame. You know, a good a good uh, decoy is hard to find." Exactly. And he's up in the ship already taking off. Right. So of course, what does he do? He, goes he after jumps him. and he's got the metal, uh, the metal or the magnetic gloves, right? And grabs onto the edge of the the boarding platform. He gets knocked off and he has the grappling hook and the emperor me. shoots force lightning at him. Yes. As the and then they're kind of talking. They talk they for are. a second. And then he says, "You know." The Emperor says something to the effect of, you know, uh, well, no, it's his interior monologue. He's saying the Emperor is not stupid. The Emperor... He actually says the Emperor is perfect. Yeah, he is perfect. Except for his ethics. Yeah. If it wasn't for his ethics, he'd be the man. But, uh, and as he is ejected from the ship... He's interior monologuing the the plot that the Emperor concocted. Right. And, of course, that's when the, the prison explodes. The prison explodes. So all the spies are dead. All the senators are dead. All the prisoners are dead. All the stormtroopers <laughs> are dead. The, the personal guard are dead. Yeah, everybody died. Uh, and, and then the Emperor feigns uh, being attacked by resistance on HoloNet. Right. And, <laughs> and and that's, again, the perfection of a propaganda machine that these that tyrants like, uh, that totalitarian governments do. Like that's, the Nazis. Like the Nazis. Like, uh, like any of these... Regimes like like uh, North Korea. I mean, the idea uh-huh. is that you are spinning the 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 first thing you do is control the media. Yeah, you you spin the rhetoric and and make your enemies the people's enemies. Yes, you know, and you do that any way you can. It makes it and it's really very clear here how how well manipulated, how manipulative, and how effective the emperor was in this. So that exactly, was cool. so th- that was great because we're seeing the emperor as height of power oh yeah at this point and then edna ray survives right and uh i'm all excited because he's feeling guilty but he's also starting to feel some vengeance that he wants oh to, yeah yeah and so i'm excited because this is going to tie in about the same time frame as rebels and so who knows maybe we'll see him introduce or you know what i would love what if he's part of rogue one Oh, that would be sick. What if he's part of the battalion in rogue one i would love to see him show up again and i'd like to see him see whether it be in Rebels, whether it be in, uh, but yeah, I think I think the spinoff films for sure. I mean, this is the right time for something. It's like a great this. character, mm-hmm. and he's purposely drew, drawn very beautiful. Yeah, I did really like the the uh, the little banter between him and Princess Leia when he says, you know, 
it's no, I'm, you know, I'm no Bothan, but I did all right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then he goes, she goes, well, you know, when the Bothan check and they say, I'm no Ebner Ray, but. Right, but I did okay, you know? Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So the two things I love is that banter with Princess Leia. So you're thinking, and also because when he's going to shoot the Emperor in the back, uh, he says, this is for Alderaan. Yeah. So. Which, is, which makes you think, which makes you know that, I mean, he is uh, Alderaan. And it makes probably. me think that he and Princess Leia knew each other as kids. Ah, that's a good point, That's too. why they have that banter. Okay, yeah. And for such a big scheme they came up with, she trusted him right off the bat. And I think they could have done a lot of different things for an annual, I think. And bringing this character in at this time, I I don't feel like it's an accident. And I no. think that I think that we're going to see this character in some way, shape, or form very soon. Absolutely. Which will make me happy because I liked him a lot. Yeah, dude, seriously, <laughs> I loved it. This is one of my favorite new character that's been introduced in the comics so far. Totally. Right, so what else? What are we doing now? We're uh, pretty much done with that. Yeah, that's it for all of our recaps. Yeah. Uh, we for uh, for next time, if you want to uh, to read what we're going to be reading, we're going to be catching up on Chewie. Yep. And reading Chewbacca two through four. Uh, maybe five will be out by then, and that'll end that run. Okay. Um, C three PO should be starting by the next time we record. Um, and also, we're going to catch up on the new uh, run of Deadpool. Yeah, I've been reading it. I read uh, issue three today. Uh, I like it a lot. I mean, I've read some of the the previous run, most of the previous run too. I really enjoy it. So if you, if you've never picked up Deadpool, this run, you could definitely jump into it. Cool. So, and so if you want to prepare for our next, uh, uh, one shot, you could probably, uh, be safe with going with Deadpool one through five. Yep. And then of course we're going to finish the Vader down run. Um, so pick up any of the Vader down comic and you'll see on the very back, it tells you what six comics are in the, the run. Totally. So. And three PO will be out by then. Yes. Let me do that. Yeah, well, maybe we'll add something else in the, at the end. Absolutely. You already mentioned 3PO. I did. I'm being redundant. You are. Okay. Again. Well, twice you're redundant. <laughs> so, thanks for tuning in to The Usual One Shot. If you have any comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Dodge Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and hopefully Google Play very soon. <laughs> And uh, 30-day free trial, audible.com slash, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast if you want to support us there. Or, of course, give us a buck or two an episode on patreon.com slash usual podcast. And we'll have you on the show. Absolutely. So, that's it, buddy. It was a good episode. I think so. Should we say bye or? I guess. We'll make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week. <laughs>